welcome back to the I'm Moving to Italy podcast. This is Nathan Heinrich, and I would like to welcome you back to Season 5, Episode 1. My friends, I am thrilled to be back here with you for our fifth season. I know in our last episode, I was feeling a bit down, and as I've always done with you, I shared how I was feeling. I've never tried to gloss over what this experience of moving to Italy is like, because I think if you hear it from me really straight and without any embellishments, but you hear the good and the bad, you'll be more prepared for your move to Italy. I speak to many of you who have a long-term plan to move to Italy. Some of you are on a 10-year plan, some of you are on a 5-year, and some of you will be moving here in the next year or two. And the whole purpose of this podcast and the dedication that I have put into this podcast is on your behalf. I'm not really doing this so much for myself as I'm doing it for those who are planning to move to Italy and, like me, really weren't sure where to go. If you feel overwhelmed with the idea of moving here, or whether it's full-time or even part of the year, I hope that my experiences will help you and prepare you for the good and the bad and just simply the realities of moving to Italy. Now, having said that, I feel as though maybe in my very raw state that I was in last week when I sat down in front of the microphone and recorded last week's episode, maybe I shouldn't have chosen that moment to record because I think I was feeling extra low. I was feeling low physically and emotionally, mentally. I was just not having a great day, but I recorded the episode anyway because I feel like you're a good friend now and you've come this far with me and I don't have to pretend like I'm having a great day if I'm not. So I want to thank you for giving me the freedom to to approach my recordings and my episodes with you in that way. However, I also don't ever want this podcast to be a downer because I personally don't live the life of a downer. I don't like to surround myself with people who are downers, but I think it's important to know that we all have down days. I'm really, really happy to tell you that not only do I physically feel much better, I've been taking some Italian medicine. I went to a a local pharmacy that's just a five-minute walk from here, and I walked in. Alessandro told me what I should ask them. I walked in, I asked them for this particular medicine, and I've been taking it, and it's helping a lot. I have a really bad rumble still in my... If I do a really deep breath and exhale, I have this horrible rumbling cough in my chest. I had woken up the day before I recorded last week's episode, and I had even a worse sound in my chest, and and then I got that news about my grandmother. I was feeling sick, and then I'm thinking, am I going to get a phone call that I need to rush to California? I didn't know, and I was was just feeling really, really down. I don't want to start this new season, season five, off on a low note, so we're not going to do that. But I want to thank you for having a, this be a space for me to just share honestly with you. It's it's invaluable to me, and hopefully you understand that as much value as I try to bring to you, you also bring as much value to me by simply allowing me to share without the fear of judgment or ridicule. And I just want you to know how much I appreciate that. 
Now, I really do feel like when we are having really, really down days, I think it happens to all of us, whether we are feeling ill or have a vitamin D deficiency and or if we're dealing with family issues or personal issues or work issues, whatever it is, when we're feeling down, I think we have to know how to bring ourselves back up from that point, whether you call it self-soothing or self-comfort or self-care. I think it's so important to know how to pull ourselves out of these dark places that we can find ourselves sometimes. And one of the things that I do when I'm feeling like that is I write down all the good things that have been happening for the past year. Sometimes I'll write down 10 good things or 20 good things and remind myself of all the good things that have happened and all the improvements and the progress that I've made. You know, if I had told the version of myself just one year ago, listen, these are all the accomplishments and these are all the the goals that you're going to achieve in the next year. I think sometimes when you're kind of a goal-oriented person, it's so easy to just, okay, yeah, I've checked that off the list on to the next thing and you're never content with what you've achieved. I think it's so important for us to remind ourselves like, listen, there's also a lot of good things that are going on in your life and don't forget about the good things just because you happen to be faced with some bad things right now. So that's something I I do, that technique. I don't know if you are familiar with the concept, the five love languages. I'm sure many of you have read that book I kind of always read that book and kind of rolled my eyes a little bit at the concept. But as I have come to think about it a little bit more in recent years, I think that the concept of love languages is actually quite relevant because all of us have different ways of receiving love and showing love. And one of the ways that I like to give and show love to people is through giving them gifts and doing things for people. That's just something that I've always enjoyed doing. But when someone wants to give me something, gifts are not usually the number one thing that I crave or desire. But if somebody really wants to really get to me and share something that that I will treasure is to write something to me or to say something to me. So words of affirmation is what they call the love language. I think out of the five love languages, let's see if I can remember all of them. There's acts of service, so doing something kind for someone. There is time spent. So in other words, if you can share your time with someone, that is a, that's a gift. That's almost the ultimate gift because that's one of the most valuable things we have in life. I love it when people spend time with me. That's another wonderful gift. And so there's acts of service, time, Then there's gifts, giving gifts to someone. And another one is words of affirmation. That's, again, one of my primary ones. And then the final one is physical touch. So some people, maybe they don't really care about all the other stuff, but if you just give them a foot massage, (laughs) that is like the ultimate for them. So anyway, those are all the different love languages. And you all have shared some of the most wonderful love language reviews. And so while it might seem a bit self-aggrandizing, I I assure you that it's not. I just want you to know how much I appreciate the words and how impactful they have been to me. It's more of just a way for me to say thank you. 
and I hear you and I appreciate what you've shared. And if you've never written a review, or if I don't happen to read your review, please don't. Don't feel bad. Don't take it personally. This is not a competition. This is just me sharing how you have really, really encouraged me. So here are some of the reviews that I'm going to read. Now, I'm going to be reading these from Apple because the majority of you, almost 70% of you, listen to this podcast on Apple. And Apple is one of the platforms for podcasts that allows you to write a review. So here are some of the reviews going back a couple years. This first review is from two years ago. And this listener gave the podcast five stars. And it doesn't share his name, but these reviews by Apple, they don't necessarily share your name. They just share your screen name. And the only way that your name is shared is if you actually write your name. So this is without someone's name, but the screen name is PW Magic. And here's what he has to say. As someone who has always dreamed of living in Italy, this podcast is something I look forward to every week. Nathan gives such a well-rounded look at not just his move to Italy, but all of the trials, tribulations, and hilarious scenarios that take place along the way. I'm hooked. Thank you, PW Magic. That is so great. And that was from two years ago, right at the beginning of the podcast. Oh, man. Here's another one from a listener. This one is short and sweet and to the point. And this one is from also from two years ago, a five-star review from VK Girls. Love this. So fun. Love hearing about all your adventures. Thank you, VK Girls, for that. This one is from Camilla Darling. This is the podcast I didn't know I needed. This informative and entertaining show has helped me through some of the very gloomy days during the COVID lockdowns. Nathan is absolutely delightful. I'm sharing this with my friends and family. Thank you so much for that. Here's another one. This one is from a year ago. And this is from Sean, five-star review. And it starts off with, Love Italy and love this podcast. I was looking for more podcasts on Italy when this one popped up. Since we still cannot travel to Italy, this has been helping with the loss I feel. I miss Italy so much. Nathan has this raw and vulnerable way of sharing his experience that I find so refreshing. The sounds of Italy at the end almost make me cry. I cannot wait to go back to Italy, but until then, I'm living vicariously through Nathan. Grazie mille, Nathan. This is from Ricky and Pam from one year ago. My mom and I listen together. To say it's been a rough year for my family is the understatement of the century. On top of many family heartbreaks, my mother is fighting cancer. We used to travel together for my job. She was my trusty travel companion. One of our favorite destinations was always Italy. Since we can't travel with COVID and her treatment, we have to find creative means of escapism. Nathan's creative show takes us to one of our beloved places once a week with his sounds and stories. 
we usually end up laughing at some point during each episode. Thank you, Nathan, for taking my mother and I somewhere we couldn't go otherwise. Grazie. Ricky and Pamela. Ciao. Oh, that's so... That's so beautiful. Thank you. And this one is from Liz Goes to Rome. And she writes, Five stars are not enough. This show is deceptively simple. It's elegant in its simplicity. But as they say, quiet waters run deep. Nathan is giving me courage to do something I've owed myself for decades, but somehow believed I didn't deserve. As they also say, all roads eventually lead to Rome, which is exactly where I plan to be as soon as I can get there. This next one is from Jay Gregory. Fascinating and fun. Five stars. Nathan's ability to engage and tell stories really brings the listener in. I'm so excited to be exploring Italy soon. I feel so much more prepared for it because of this podcast. Thanks, Nathan. Thank you, Jay Gregory. I think that's Jen Gregory. Thank you, Jen. Love everything about this podcast. Five stars from Carrie S. McD. As someone seeking dual citizenship with the intent of moving to Italia in two years, this podcast is proving invaluable. The candidness and openness are so refreshing. I definitely feel a greater connection and understanding of culture. Nathan is an honest breath of fresh air. What a lovely human. Thank you so much, Carrie. This one is from Mr. Jonathan G. Unique Insights, five stars. This is a very well done podcast of unique insights from an American newly arrived in Italy and his subsequent adventures. Nathan has a very soothing tone of voice and does a great job of painting the picture of his experiences. He offers an entertaining mix of practical and cultural information. I also enjoy his sound recordings of environments and interactions. Nice touch. Thank you so much, Jonathan. This one is from Kay Carnozo. Hide and seek. The story of you hiding under the bed had me laughing out loud. Of course, I feel bad laughing at your cringeworthy moment, but thankful you're willing to find the humor in it and share with us. I'm working on Italian-American dual citizenship for my husband, daughter, and myself. Listening to your podcast keeps my mind on the very long-term mission of making that happen and keeps the dream alive of moving to Italy. Thank you so much for that. This is from Emma Chick. Love this podcast. This is a true treasure for all. He has the most beautiful voice and fun personality. So smart and informative. There are not enough stars available. Thank you, Emma Chick. I appreciate that. Entertaining and enlightening. Five stars from R Intellectual. Nathan has such an easygoing friend next door vibe. So well-spoken and thoughtful, I thoroughly enjoy listening as I learn and laugh. This is from Lisa Carco from one year ago. Five stars. A friend in Italy. Listening to Nathan is like having a dear friend in Italy who takes you on his adventure of making a new life in a wonderful country. Nathan shares his love of art, nature, and people in his candid stories 
as he embraces the Italian way of life. I look forward to every new installment. Thank you, Lisa. It's a Wonderful Life from Design Girl DC. Five stars. When I need a break from the hustle of my day, I turn to Nathan's podcast. His stories are enchanting, and his authenticity is so refreshing. When life and travel aren't possible, this is the next best thing to a personal travel adventure. Thank you, Design Girl DC. Jenna Michelle S. writes, Takes you on a journey. Five stars. We found this podcast on a mother-daughter road trip. My daughter and I have thoroughly been enjoying Nathan's Italian journey. We are living vicariously through him and now can't wait to visit Italy together someday. Nathan is real, likable, and interesting. You can't help but want to keep listening. Thank you. I don't even know if I can continue. These are just so nice. It feels like I'm patting myself on the back, but it's lovely to remember some of these. Okay, this is She Sees Seas. So She Sees Seas, as in Mediterranean Seas. Five stars, and she writes, Almost better than therapy. I found Nathan's podcast three days ago, and I feel like I found a long-lost friend. Currently, I'm on season one, episode eight, and it has been such a wonderful ride. Nathan weaves such sweet and endearing personal moments into the realities of living in Italy that have brought tears to my eyes and made me laugh hysterically. I needed this podcast. I also needed to hear about listening to Eat, Pray, Love, which I promptly started on that audiobook, so thank you for that. I have also never heard a more gracious and inclusive host. This podcast makes you feel good and warm and happy. Oh my gosh. Wow. I can't think of anything better than to know that my struggles and the times when I feel like I have absolutely nothing worth sharing with all of you, that somehow you are finding value in this. That's so great. This next one is from KT Rainbow. And she writes... A favorite, five stars. I just recently found Nathan's podcast while searching for something to fill my Italian cup, if you will, until I visit again. The way in which Nathan tells his adventures is like that of a close friend catching up on a weekly coffee date. They allow an intimate look into his life as he navigates finding his place in a new country while inviting the listener to live vicariously through him. I'm hooked. Ah, this is from Wander in Meadows from Susan. I too stumbled upon Nathan's podcast a few days ago, and from the first episode, he captured my imagination and dream. Storied, heartfelt, charming, he takes you along as he navigates the layers of actually moving to Italy. I'm only on episode three, but I wandered the cobblestone streets been to cafes and markets along for family visits and been admiring the cultural cultural wonder that is Italy. That's beautifully written, Suzanne. This is from Lori in USA. My favorite, five stars. I so look forward to listening to Nathan's podcast every week. 
It is my favorite podcast that I listen to. I don't miss a week. He is engaging and interesting, humble and sweet. There's nothing fake about Nathan. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? Sometimes there probably should be. (laughs) There's nothing fake about Nathan. He is sincere in his love for both the USA and Italy. And the love for his partner, Alessandro, is heartwarming. You can tell that Nathan is genuine and enjoys telling his listeners about his life and experiences in Italy. Buon Natale, Nathan. I'm looking forward to a new year of podcast, Proverbs, and Surrounding Sounds. So clever. Thank you, Lori. From Mad at Pinterest. Mad at Pinterest writes, love this series, five stars. I love listening to Nathan during my daily walks. What a wonderful feeling to hear about La Dolce Vita from the perspective of someone I can relate to. Thank you for that. Formia 2025 writes, loving it. I just discovered Nathan's podcast and have been busy binging season one. I was looking for a podcast with a focus on moving to Italy from the States, but I found so much more. Nathan's descriptions of his experiences as an American and Italy are so descriptive, warm, and funny. It's the best podcast I've found in years. How lovely. This is from Chris Steps, who I actually happen to know. This is a lovely girl whose family owns an Italian deli in California where I used to go for sandwiches when I was working at a nursery. And they have the best sandwiches in all of Northern California, Ferresi's Deli in Oakdale, California. If you're ever in Oakdale, California, check it out. Chris writes, Next trip, Italy. Five stars. I really enjoy listening to Nathan's podcast each time. It totally gives you an insight of what Italy is like. It will also make you feel like you're right there enjoying all of Italy's beauties. Keep up the awesome work. Visiting Italy is a now a must. Yes, it is, Kristen. You've got to come and visit. This is from Riss Gal, who I think is Marissa. Marissa writes, What a delight. It is clear Nathan puts so much thought into each week's episode. I enjoy every new adventure and especially his thoughts on life and taking risks. Hearing his journey has inspired me to be more bold in my own life. When I push play and hear the familiar opening music, I feel like my friend is at my kitchen table as I make supper or tidy around the house. I truly enjoy the effort and sincerity he delivers each and every week. Thank you, Marissa. That's my friend Marissa from Pascadero, California. Thank you, Marissa. I forgot that you left a review. This is from Steph in SP, and she writes, Five stars, a true gem. My husband recently accepted a new job and will be moving our family to Italy this summer. I immediately began combing the internet for any info I could find. I stumbled across this gem of a podcast so aptly titled, I'm Moving to Italy. It had to be divine intervention. Nathan gives such a wealth of information and delivers it in such a refreshing approach. 
He is so genuine, and I love to live through his high moments and low moments alike. Man, aren't there both? (laughs) I laugh out loud on so many occasions. I don't think Nathan knows how much I value this podcast. During our transition, I'm such a worrier about change, but this podcast has eased my fears of our move, and I'm so excited for this adventure. Now, see, that is one of the most lovely things that you could possibly say, that whatever I've gone through has made you feel more calm and more peaceful and excited and less fearful about moving here. That is just so lovely. Thank you, Steph. Please stay in touch. I think you've written me some messages. Stay in touch and let me know how things are going with your move. This is from Erica R.H. from Vermont. Grazie, Nathan. Five stars. My husband and I recently discovered Nathan's podcast, and I thoroughly enjoy listening to his calm and personable voice discussing all things Italy. In addition, I appreciate his refreshing, sometimes serious, sometimes humorous, but always insightful life perspective in general. Nathan, thank you for generously sharing your thoughts, stories, and experiences with all of us Italiophiles. Thank you, Erica. And thank you to you and your husband for listening. This is from last May and from Abe. Abe writes, My new Italian-American friend. I came across this podcast during a bout of insomnia about a month ago while searching for something about Italy as I travel there this fall. To keep me company in the middle of the night, I pretty much haven't stopped listening since. It feels like I'm having a conversation with a kind, funny, sometimes insecure, (laughs) always adventurous friend chatting about his life, but chatting in an interesting way, sometimes making me laugh out loud or repeat an anecdote to my husband, because Nathan is a really good storyteller. Thanks for this informative, fun, and honest podcast about Italy and much more. Thank you, Abe. I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Maybe it's Abby E with an accent over it. This is from Johnny G, 5150. One of a kind, five stars. As a future expat to the glorious country of Italy, I have been conducting exhaustive research on the matter. This research led me to the one and only podcast I could find about an American moving to Italy. After listening to Nathan's hilarious stories and funny anecdotes, I was hooked. Interestingly, I am behind the curve on listening to podcasts, so this is the first one I've ever listened to. Nathan has provided valuable insight on what an American moving to Italy can expect, while keeping it real and entertaining at the same time. I am totally going to steal his Scusa, Sono Americano line. Grazie, Nathan. Johnny G, a.k.a. The Bourbon Detective. Thank you, Johnny. I know exactly who you are, Bourbon Detective, and I'm looking forward to hearing how things go. Thank you so much for this very kind and very generous review. This next one is from E. Sadler, a warm and thoughtful podcast. 
I really enjoy Nathan's podcast because he is so honest and transparent in his comments. He genuinely cares for his listeners and strives constantly to share information that helps to transform us always in positive and meaningful ways. He is humorous, sometimes silly, and always informative. I look forward to each episode because I know that I will learn something about Italian culture and sometimes things about myself through Nathan's storytelling. Ciao, 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 Nathan. Ciao, ciao, ciao to you, E. Sadler. Thank you for that lovely, lovely review. And this is from Texas Truth Seeker. Engaging and encouraging. Five stars. I found Nathan's podcast when my husband accepted a two-year assignment in southern Italy, and I was faced with figuring out all the complicated steps to move there. What a gem of a find. This podcast is so incredibly informative and empowering if you are considering a move or even a visit to Italy. Having moved from America himself, Nathan shares details about the healthcare system, customs and traditions, to know before you go, where to find services and help, and what each region of Italy is like, and so much more. Beyond empowering with information, Nathan's glass-half-full view of life is encouraging, and his vulnerability is an encouraging breath of fresh air. If you are interested at all in Italian life, give this show a listen. You won't regret it. Thank you so much for that lovely review. This is from Lori. Lori writes, Bucket List Prep, five stars. As the granddaughter of Italian immigrants, I have dreamed of returning to their hometowns to speak their beautiful language. I'm currently taking Italian lessons and learning so much about Italy from Nathan's wonderful podcasts. My next step is planning the trip. These episodes are such a light in my life. Keep them coming. Thank you, Lori. I'm going to. This is from Third Degree Nurse, and she writes, Love, love, love. Nathan, I love your podcast so much, and I'm so glad you decided to do it. I'm moving to Italy, too. I'm learning so much about what to expect and how to adjust. I hope I have an opportunity to connect with you in the future. All the best, as you have made each day I listen to your podcast a little brighter. Well, thank you, third degree nurse. And hopefully you and I have spoken elsewhere. I'm sure you probably have written to me on Instagram. And so stay in touch with me there, okay? This is from ZamGirl29. And she writes, oh my. Nathan, I'm just now listening to your latest episode. And and it is after 4 p.m. Eastern in the States on December 9th. My heart is relieved that you are now most likely back in Italy and resting. What an ordeal you went through. (laughs) Love, love your podcast, Susan. Thank you, Susan. You must be referring to that disaster of me trying to get back to Italy. So, yep. Thank you so much for that. This was from Club Sport 350Z. And this is from December 24th, so Christmas Eve. And this is a five-star review. Thanks, Nathan. What can I say but thank you, Nathan, for an entertaining slice of life in Italy? 
I've been listening to the podcast since day one and enjoyed every minute of it. Nathan's honest view of life in Italy for an American immigrant is a welcome change to the usually dolce vita narrative that is usually sold to us. From doctor visits to looking for a new home, Nathan shares it all. Thank you again, Nathan, and Bon Natale. Bon Natale to you. Thank you so much. Okay, here's one from just recently in January from Gator Amy B. And she writes, I wish I was moving to Italy. Five stars. I found Nathan's podcast this past fall and I'm currently on season three, episode 19. Each time I finish an episode, I can't help but wish I was moving to Italy too. I usually listen when driving or walking, and that doesn't really allow for me to sit down and write a review, so I kept forgetting to do so after the fact. Hence, this review is long overdue. I feel like I'm having a phone conversation, albeit one-sided, with a friend every time I listen to an episode. I love listening to Nathan's stories, ramblings, and self-deprecating humor, in addition to the interesting facts, observations, and seemingly never-ending red tape of Italian life. It's refreshing just to hear it like it is, and I often find myself laughing out loud or saying, Nathan, I can't wait to hear how his language lessons go with Kike and where in southern Italy he and Alessandro end up. I realize all of this has already happened, but I try not to look at the recent Insta post because it's like spoiling the ending of a good read or a good listen. All I can say is by the time I catch up, I sure hope Nathan hasn't stopped podcasting. Well, Amy, I can tell you that I have not, and I don't know if you've gotten caught up yet, but I want to thank you so much for taking the time to write this very lovely review. I sure do consider you a friend as well, and thank you so much for sharing this. And yep, I'm going to continue podcasting for the foreseeable future. So that's that's good for me, and that's good for all of you as well. This is from February, from, it's all one word, but I think it's Col Amor. And it's five stars, and it starts off Dreamweaver. The best dreams, in my opinion, are the ones which have a root in possibility. Nathan has helped nurture these kind of dreams for me. My wonderful husband and I agree that some of our most meaningful memories are from the time we spent in Italy. The idea of having an Italian chapter to our future was a fun but seemingly unrealistic thought. Enter Nathan. Listening to Nathan's experiences and stories has become such a ray of sunshine in my day. Thank you, Nathan, for being a beautiful, glimmering thread in the dreams we weave. My husband is a self-employed architect. Knowing he can operate his business from abroad has allowed us to expand our idea of what shape our future might hold. Could it be boot-shaped? Very possibly. I grew up very near where Nathan is from, so it's even easier to think of him as a dear old friend. However, it's the idea that he represents a starting point as well as a next step that really makes my heart sing. 
Thank you, Nathan, for helping us zoom out on the scope of our future plans. You may never grasp the weight of the impact you have made, but I share my most heartfelt gratitude from our current lily pad in Idaho. I really hope you feel it. My warmest wishes to you and Alessandro. Weave on, my friend, Jess. Well, Jess, wow. What a lovely, lovely message. And from Idaho, what a beautiful place that you do live already. I have a lot of friends and some family in Idaho, and it's a beautiful state. But it's very cold there during the winter, and so I hope that you are able to realize your dream, you and your husband, of moving to Italy, whether that's full-time or part-time, maybe into some warmer weather. Keep me posted, Jess, and thank you for that so sweet and so kind review and message. The next one is from someone by the name of Divertenti. Love, Nathan, and this podcast. Five stars. I look forward to listening to Nathan every week, and I have learned so much from the podcast about moving to Italy and about Italy. Awesome. That's all I can say. Thank you, Nathan, for this wonderful contribution. Well, thank you for that lovely review. I really appreciate it. And this is from, mm, am I going to pronounce this wrong? Probably. Milcia, M-I-L-C-I-A-7. Milcia, that's how I'm going to pronounce it. Sorry if I didn't pronounce it correctly. Great podcast, five stars. I love your podcast and get so happy when I see a new episode is available. Love the sounds of your everyday Italian life stories and the Vera Italia section, but I can't wait to hear more about your forever home journey. Love your work. Thank you. Happy birthday. Thank you. That was such a lovely birthday message. Here's the most recent one on the podcast. Love this podcast. Five stars from Amy Marie L. Such a joy to listen to Nathan share his life in Italy. I feel like he's a good friend. I look forward to this weekly podcast. Thank you so much, Nathan. So that's it. That's Those are all the ones I'm going to share with you today. Thank you for anyone who has written a review, maybe on a different platform. Maybe I'll read some of the other ones at another time. Again, I didn't read those, so you can be so impressed with all the wonderful things and everyone said about me even though I love everything that everyone said, what I kind of hear as a common thread in those reviews, though, and those very kind messages is that you feel connected to me. That means so much. That's such a miracle, really, the fact that we feel connected to each other, because I feel the same thing with you. And it's rooted in reality. I feel connected with you, too. I'm so grateful that the fact that I'm not trying to pretend like I've got everything figured out. I'm so glad that you understand that that is just me being vulnerable and me being honest with you. Thank you for your kind words and for speaking to me in my love language of words of affirmation because I read all those reviews the other day when I was trying to figure out if I was going to continue the podcast. And so I do want you to understand that those reviews really helped me to decide to keep going, at least for now, with the podcast. So we're going to continue forward, and I am continuing to share this journey with you. 
The other thing I wanted to share with you before we get into Vada's segment today is that today was the first day I've had a conversation with my grandmother since she came home from the hospital. Now she's at home, but she's on a hospital bed and she's been in so much pain. She's got 24-hour care there. You have to understand, this is a woman who drives a tractor, still drives her own car, of course, goes and does all her own grocery shopping, you know, pays all of her own bills, you know, with a handwritten check, you know, like like the old school way of paying bills, lives on a farm with animals on it and a huge garden, and she's one of the most capable people I know. So the fact that she's on hospital bed with 24-hour care, you know she has to be in a really bad way. So she's been in so much pain, she hasn't even been reading my text messages, which is so unlike her, and we haven't had a conversation in the past week until today, and I felt extremely disconnected from her and and so helpless to do anything for her, and I've been talking to my mom, who's been over there trying to help her and trying to figure out what can we do, you know, does she need some chicken broth, homemade chicken broth to make herself feel better, and so finally... I think what has happened, because I just talked to her today and she told me that she's feeling much better, but she thinks maybe what's happening is she has colitis. She was diagnosed with colitis a few years ago. She thinks this is, may, may have been a colitis attack, but also she thinks that some of the severe extreme pain that she had is due to maybe having kidney stones, which she's never had before, but that would explain the kind of horrible, horrible, just crippling pain that she's been in. So she's going tomorrow to the doctor to have a scan to see if that is in fact what's been causing some of the pain. So I'm, I'm really hoping that that is the case, that she'll be able to have this problem solved. She'll be back to her normal, healthy self. Her mother lived to be over 100 years old, and my grandmother is a very strong woman, and she could live for many, many, many more years, and I just want them to be good years where she's feeling healthy and strong. So thank you for all of your very kind messages and your very, very sweet words. I just, I've gotten so many lovely messages and emails and I really, I haven't gotten back to all of you yet, but I really appreciate you taking the time to do that. I just read a really lovely email today, in fact, from my friend Timothy in Santa Barbara. So I I haven't had a chance to respond to everyone yet because I haven't been feeling very well myself and I've been a little bit behind on my own work. But thank you for those of you who reached out and wrote me messages and said a prayer or sent me positive vibes. I appreciate that so much. I'm so grateful that my grandmother is feeling better. And it's, I think we are, I know this is going to be a much better week. And I'm just so grateful that, that we're kind of heading in the right direction now. I'll keep you posted about everything. Well, thank you again so much for letting me share those reviews with you. Thank you for writing those reviews. And thank you for coming back and sharing another season with me. So I'm looking forward to all that this season has in store for all of us. I never know 
what a season of this podcast is going to hold. We've been through Italian language school together. We've been through the pandemic together. We've been through so much together. And I have a feeling that this season is going to hold a lot of really, really exciting changes as well. And I can't wait to share those with you. One of the things I'm most looking forward to sharing with you are some of these really, really wonderful interviews I've got lined up. There's some really, really amazing people that I'm going to be introducing you to over the next few weeks and months. So stay tuned, and I look forward to sharing that with you. Well, that brings us to our weekly segment with Vera. Here is another extraordinary segment of La Vera Italia. Ciao, Vera. Welcome back to another segment of La Vera Italia. Ciao, Nathan. Come stai? Are you feeling any better today? Molto meglio. Grazie mille. Oh, che bello. E tu, come stai, Vera? Molto meglio anch'io. Perché? Perché non devo più andare in ospedale. No. Mm-hmm. I'm done going to the hospital twice a week, so that's amazing. Good news for me. So you are you are healed or almost healed? Almost healed, but from now on I can just heal home. Nothing else to do, just wait a little bit. So no more sponge baths for you? No, I can even take a shower. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so great. Wow, this has been like... This is a great way to start season five because we've got nothing but good news all the way around. So that's amazing. Yeah, it's because your podcast is good luck for everyone. I hope so. Even to us, right? Yeah. And to everyone <laughs> moving to Italy. Absolutely. That is definitely our our hope here. Well, do you have an Italian question to start me off with today? Mm-hmm. So for the first episode of season five, I want to go deep and get to know you better. You know, not just what did you do? What's your favorite color? Mm-hmm. So ready? I don't know. This is a little scary, but okay. Let's see what we've got. <laughs> quali sono tre cose senza le quali non puoi vivere? Oh, Dio. And this was the slow version, okay? I I know, I know. Go for it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it one more. Wait a minute. So you're telling me that you just gave me the slow version first. Now you're going to give me the fast version? Oh, I'll give you the slow again. Okay. Quali sono tre cose senza le quali non puoi vivere? Okay. I think I know what you said. Mm Mm-hmm. What are the three things you couldn't live without? Yeah. I'm always so surprised when I actually know what you've said. Why am I so shocked every time? That's a great question. Now I have to answer that in Italian. Okay, let's first of all, I have to think about what are the three things I could not live without. Le tre cose senza le quali non posso vivere sono i miei amici, la mia famiglia e anche le, le persone mi amo. 
che amo, le persone che amo. Le persone che amo, grazie. Anche il mio iPhone. <ride> Impossibile vivere senza il mio iPhone. E numero tre, eh, mh, bei libri. Oh, sono d'accordo. Ottime risposte. So I'd like to ask you the same questions, actually, Vera, because I think those are really great questions. But would you like to translate what I just tried to say in Italian? Well, sure. Now you you really said it. You didn't try. It was perfect. You said that the three things you cannot live without are your friends and families and the people you love. Mm-hmm. And then your iPhone. And finally, good books. Good books to read. Mm-hmm, exactly. And yeah, I should think about the questions I ask you because I don't know how to remind myself to this one. It's so hard. <laughs> See? See, right on the spot, you have to think of the most profound oh. thing. It's not easy, is it? It's not. It's not at all. Well, of course, my family. <laughs> That's the first thing. And actually, just my small family mm-hmm. person i really really care about not even that many friends but i could never ever live without my close close family and probably potatoes, potatoes. <laughs> i love potatoes <laughs> yeah you know everyone says chocolate i love chocolate that's true but <laughs> if there's something i really need in any kind i mean boiled uh baked uh, Any kind of potatoes, just all potatoes. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love it. Okay. And, well, next time uh, I'll give some more <laughs> meaningful answer to my own questions, but I just didn't know. And then another stupid thing, but it's mascara. Mascara? Yeah, I never leave the house without my mascara on. I think that if the entire population of the world was asked this exact same question, I don't think out of the nine billion people on the planet, you would have another person that would answer the final two questions the same way you did. <laughs> Potatoes and mascara. <laughs> I love it yeah. so much <laughs> because it's so, it's so, it's so like perfect. It sums you up in such a great way. I have to tell you, I love potatoes too, but my favorite are homegrown red potatoes. And I'm going to be planting in Italy some of my grandmother's homegrown red potatoes. So then, of course, once you grow potatoes, you have potatoes for the rest of your life because they just keep producing more potatoes. So I have some recipes that are made from red potatoes. I have three recipes. Potato salad a potato that is like made with sour cream and some cheese and all this other stuff and parsley and chives and you mix it all together. It's amazing. And then I, and then I have something, another potato recipe that's just a simple boiled potato, I guess. But anyway, I have several potato recipes I'll have to make for you sometime in the future. Grazie mille, non vedo l'ora. Just to be, just to make sure that we keep this really, really balanced, Vera, you told me your answers, which were very interesting and amazing. And 
I love them, but you told them to me in English. So could we get you to say those in Italian? Sure. So, le tre cose senza le quali non posso vivere sono sicuramente la mia famiglia e gli amici e le persone a cui voglio bene, anche se un gruppo molto ristretto, una cerchia molto ristretta di famiglia. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. E poi le patate, perché mi piacciono in tutti i modi, al forno, le esse fritte, anche i gnocchi, ho dimenticato di dire gnocchi. E poi il mascara. Mascara. Wow, ok. So, mascara, patate, and le sua famiglia, eh, amiche. La mia famiglia e gli amici, sì. You said something a little different than what I said. Now tell me if, either, if one of us was more correct than the other. I said, le persone che amo, and you said, le persone mi voglio bene. A cui bene. voglio bene. Mm -hmm. A cui voglio bene, yeah. So with, I know that one of them is more correct than the other. The people that I love or the people that I really adore or like so much, right? Yeah, it's not that one is more correct than the other. It's just a cultural thing. So in Italian, we have two different ways of expressing our feelings for someone. There's the verb amare, amare, which is to love. And the verb, well, it's like the phrase, volere bene. So literally is to want good, but it's another kind of love. So we use amare, especially for romantic love. So, io amo mio marito, of course. And, you love your husband. Yeah, mm -hmm, I love my husband. And I use volere bene for family. Io voglio bene ai miei genitori. So, mm -hmm. I love my parents. Okay, but you're not using the word amo. That's romantic. Okay. But that's okay. especially me and especially in Northern Italy. And in Southern Italy, I've heard people saying ti amo to their children or parents. It just sounds wrong to me as a person from the Northern part of Italy, kind of incest thing, you know? So incest. that's why, yeah. So that's why I said, a cui voglio bene. And of course, that included my husband too, even if. Yeah. Well, it's the same way in the United States. I think we just say love for everything, but I've noticed that There's this thing certain parents do that other parents would never in a million years do. And it's this thing of kissing your children on the lips. There are strong feelings about that in either direction in the United States. I don't think either one is wrong. If that's what you grew up doing or not doing, that's fine. We certainly never did that growing up in my family. Some people do it. And I see fathers kissing their sons and daughters on the lips, mothers kissing their sons and daughters on the lips. And I'm just like, My God, that's just so not. So it must be about the same way for you all, right? Yeah, exactly. So for me, amare is only romantic love. Yeah. Now, what about kissing people on the lips here? No, I mean, talking about me, uh, I've never kissed my parents on the lips, not even when I was a baby, a child, that's not something we do on the cheeks, of course, or on the head, your parents kiss your head and forehead, whatever, but never on the lips. But I've seen parents doing that too here in Italy. And yeah, I agree with you. I don't think that's something. It's just, I cannot, I cannot even look when that happens. And then maybe they say, ti amo, 
And I'm like, no, that that is just so wrong to me. I mean, it's not that it's nothing wrong with it. It's just that right. it's so, so wrong. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a family, uh, a cultural family thing within certain families. Yeah. And once again, here in Italy, I would say that they do that more in the south yeah. than in the north. So that's why we are the colder ones. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, you know that we do kiss twice or even three times on the cheeks when we greet someone and you can even see two grown-up men doing that <laughs> or uh you know grandparents and grandkids and so on so that's something we all do yeah that was an adjustment for me to kiss even to kiss men on just the do the cheek thing that was that was a an adjustment, but it's an easier adjustment than trying to think about kissing somebody in the lips. It's a whole different thing. Anyway, we got a little sidetracked, but that was fun to get sidetracked. Thanks for sharing your, your top favorite things that you couldn't live without. I love the fact that you talked about all the different ways that you like to eat potatoes, uh, fried gnocchi, all the, all the different versions boiled. <laughs> You're making me hungry for red potatoes, especially. Now, What are your favorite type of potatoes before we move on? Yeah, unfortunately, in Italy, we don't have that many kinds of potatoes. We should, but we don't. And it's just starting right now. Uh, I love patate della Sila. Sila, it's a region, an area in Calabria. Mm -hmm. Very high on the mountains, basically. So it's an amazing potato. And it's so tasteful you know and kind of powdery and i also yeah i know it's just patate della sila di calabria those are the best mm. i mean so far that i try okay wow okay i have to I have to try to grow some of those in my garden in the future that sounds very interesting i know when you were in the united states you must have had some russet potatoes those gigantic mm -hmm. big ones the baked potatoes right yeah. did you like those yeah all kind of potatoes i love That's them all That's a whole meal. Those yeah. potatoes are basically like, yeah, especially all the stuff that Americans load up on those. Oh man, that's like, you don't need anything else. So good. That's a secondo. <laughs> and a primo. And okay, we have a word, of course, for that. We call it piatto unico. Piatto unico. So the okay. only dish you're having because it's full of everything. So it's perfect the way it is. Piatto unico. Okay, un patato grandissimo è un piatto unico. Yes, una patata grandissima con sopra formaggio, carne, verdure, tutto diventa un piatto unico. <laughs> okay, perfetto. Now, today we are going to be talking about a topic that is going to be relevant for those of you who are planning to move to Italy. And this sort of came onto my radar within the past month because one of our friends, Simonetta, her daughter, Lucrezia, is having her first communion. And so Alessandro and I were invited to this event and Alessandro said, oh, well, I don't know if we're going to be in town for that. You know, I don't know if we're both going to be in Italy in June when, when Lucrezia has her first communion, but... He said, you know, when, if we go, we have to make sure that we bring the right gifts. I was like, what, what, what do you mean bring the right gifts? What are the right gifts? He said, oh, you got to bring, you got to bring all these things. You got to bring money. You got to bring gold. You gotta bring, I'm like, what in the world? 
So I, it just dawned on me that I don't really know the etiquette to proper gift giving in Italy. And I was thinking that that would be a really, really helpful thing for those of us who are going to be moving to Italy. Those of those of you who are planning to move to Italy, but even for me who already lives in Italy, don't know what the customs and the habits and the proper things, because if I know in the United States, if you go to a wedding, for example, and you just bring a little gift that you picked up from a local thrift store, that's probably not going to cut it for a lot of weddings. People in the United States expect really nice gifts for their weddings, and you usually have to do a gift registry, and oftentimes the gift is sent to the person before you even go to the wedding. So there's a lot of very strange habits. I'm sure those that would seem very strange for people that don't live in the United States, but since I am only familiar with those habits, I don't know what Italians really do for all of the different types of events, everything from weddings to birthday parties and everything in between. So fortunately for us, we have our Italian expert here that's going to tell us exactly what we need to do, what we should do, what we shouldn't do for different events in Italy. And you're going to get invited to things in Italy. You're going to get invited to weddings, to first communions, and to birthday parties and all kinds of events. And it's going to be really helpful for me and you to hear what Vera has to tell us about what we should bring to these events. So, Vera, please enlighten us. So let's start with probably the first gifts you're supposed to buy here. You don't know anyone yet you're not invited to anything yet but it's a holiday or an important day and one is actually very very soon is march the 8th international women's day right so in italy, in italy it's called obviously la giornata internazionale della donna but we all call it festa della donna so it's like women's party holiday whatever it's like celebrating And we have a, I think, quite unique tradition here in Italy, and it's mimosa flowers. They're so nice and fluffy and yellow. And while we have all the mimosas right now blooming, uh, well, actually, they have been for the past couple of weeks, and it's just something we get. So every woman gets a branch of mimosa flowers, uh, even tiny ones and not only from their dear ones, but also in shops or restaurants. Maybe you go to your regular supermarket and they give you this tiny uh, mimosa wrapped in plastic and sometimes they stink already. But <laughs> I mean, it's just the, the gesture, you know, the thought that counts. Yeah. So mimosa flowers. And that's the symbol for the International Women's Day here in Italy. And of course, everything is about food in Italy. So we also get mimosa cake now it's called mimosa not like the drink mm -hmm. it's because it looks like a mimosa flower so it's like a sponge cake and covered with whipped cream and there is another kind of cream inside and then on top you have tiny pieces of a sponge cake covered in uh, sugar and it's white and yellow of course because the dough the dough is kind of yellow so it looks like a mimosa flower And it's a kind of a tradition for men to give women in their lives mimosa flowers and maybe a mimosa cake. 
Hmm. Okay. Yeah. You know, this is not really a holiday that has caught on in the United States. And I was kind of surprised and kind of delighted by the fact that this is something that's done here. I think it's a lovely thing. And there's a lot of women who maybe are not mothers who, you know, maybe never had kids. And I always kind of feel bad because like the only women that are really honored in the United States on their own day is Mother's Day. But I think that it's really lovely that Italians honor all women, whether they've had children or not here in Italy. And it's it's a really, it's a lovely gesture. And I think it's it's something. Now, my question is, how long has this been a thing here in Italy? As long as you can remember? It's actually from the United States. On March the 8th, 1909, the workers, female workers of a cotton, textile cotton factory in New York, all died because of a fire that was in the factory. And they were closed inside. They were locked in because they needed to work. You know, the rights for workers weren't the best back then. And so basically they all died because of that, because they were locked in. And so after that, uh, on March 9th and so on, all women went on strike. So that's why it's celebrated on March 8th. Wow, it's how interesting that Italy is celebrating a holiday that got its start in the United States, but the United States doesn't even really celebrate. But it's not just Italy, it's the whole world, and it's for women's right, basically. That's how it started, because, you know, the early 1900s, we had the suffragettes, so women who wanted the right to vote, and uh, women were working more and more, especially with uh, World War One and World War Two when the men were not here and so someone had to work in factories and so on and women started to ask for more rights so this should be something like um a more institutional kind of holiday just to think about women's right and everyone's right of course in italy for as long as i can remember actually for a very long time it became more of a celebration of a party you have uh, of course, the mimosa thing, but then you have women going out, clubbing, uh, you have male strippers everywhere. I mean, not that you need to go to a strip club, even in regular disco clubs where you go dancing and you have these male strippers and you have fun just for one night and it's like a girl night. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. 20 years ago, not now. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait just a gosh darn minute. <laughs> Are you telling me that there are male strip clubs in Italy? I mean, I've never been to one, but I'm pretty sure there are. Yeah. For Really? I've never heard of that. Yeah. For anyone enjoying seeing male strippers, it could be women or men. Oh my gosh. I've never heard of that. For some reason, I didn't think that existed here. <laughs> Why not? I know that it exists in the United States where a bunch of heathen perverts in the United States. We like to do any, anything and everything. But I just kind of thought it was like, I just kind of thought Italy was too old fashioned for that for some reason. No, actually a few years ago, uh, a sort of, yeah, it was not a boy band. It was like five male strippers, Italian strippers became very, very famous. And they went on TV shows, not the full thing, but almost. And yeah, because, you know, it was, I honestly don't understand it because let's face it women getting naked i understand because they're prettier men uh. 
And I don't think women literally like actually enjoy watching them, but it's just the idea. We finally do something that usually men do. So it's more for the fun of it. But yeah, there are. I mean, and well, you like what you like, but and so that's something we we do. There are sort of games, especially when you're younger, of course, drinking games or things with uh male strippers, and it's just that once a year. So that's what it became in Italy. And restaurants, most restaurants have uh, special menus for Women's Day. So you have a lot of yellow things because of the mimosa and it's only women having dinner. And it's yeah, kind of fun. So San Valentino for us, il 14 febbraio, so San Valentine's Day on February 14th, it's only for couples in a committed relationship. So your special one, right? And you get, I don't know, flowers, chocolates, and maybe you go out for dinner. Yeah, we always eat. You realize that by now, I guess. Uh, or maybe even some jewelry or a gift or whatever, depending on the couple. But it's for couples only. When we watch American movies and see you go all crazy and have Valentine's card for everyone. Did you get a Valentine's card to the Le Tre Sorelle, Nathan? <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought about it, but I didn't. <laughs> I thought they might get the wrong impression. <laughs> yeah, especially in Italy. So this is just to save you, just in case you're here in Italy and it's some Valentine's Day. Don't bring a card or chocolate to, I don't know, your real estate agent that does sold the house to you or your Italian language coach, for example. It's not something we do for some Valentine's. It means you really like, like like us <laughs> love 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 yeah. should be love <laughs> okay so that it is then of course we get gifts on our birthdays mm -hmm. and well once again it depends on the age because if you're a young kid maybe you have a birthday party you have all your friends for school coming and so on so you get a lot of toys and things like that. But for grown-ups, it's pretty common that the person who's celebrating their birthday that day uh, offers something to drink or brings something to eat, like a cake or pastries to the office or to the regular group of friends. So it's my birthday. It's on me. I'll pay drinks for everyone. Mm -hmm. And usually your friends, well, buy you a little gift or something then it depends if you still want to celebrate your birthday and invite everyone to a party or so on uh especially when you turn big numbers that's something adults do here uh maybe you rent uh, a room or a restaurant and you have a big party then usually all your friends will join and pitch in to big to buy you a very big present mm -hmm. Otherwise, if it's just a regular birthday, you have friends and family saying happy birthday to you and buying a little thing. But the most important thing is that the person who celebrates the birthday buys or offers something. So that's something nice that, that we do. And then what else? Well, there's graduations. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're invited to a graduation party or you know someone who's graduating. So we say laurea, laurea. So that's the graduation. And that's after we finish university. So that's our college. And well, this is just a tradition. The day you graduate, uh, you get red flowers, mm -hmm. a bunch of red flowers with red 
wrapping papers all around it and so on. And a laurel wreath, like a crown made with laurel leaves because you're graduate now, you're smart. <laughs> and when you want to do things really big, then you, I mean, the person who graduates uh, buys uh -huh, confetti. Do you know what confetti are? Idea. Not the paper things you throw. Mm -hmm. You have American switching things up. Those are candies with uh, almond inside and then covered in a uh, sugar. So it's sugar-coated almonds or there's also chocolate inside if you want. And they're traditional here in Italy. And you put usually an odd number of them inside a tiny box. Mm -hmm. uh, it could be uh, like a handkerchief, like a fabric a silk or something or it could be kind of an object or something that you give as a memento of that special day so for graduation it's red confetti for weddings it's white confetti and then for anniversary you have uh, silver gold and so on mm -hmm. so that's for graduation and as a present you usually get something related to work mm -hmm. maybe a nice pen, like a Mont Blanc silver pen, or um, a briefcase to go to work, something that say, say oh, you're a grown-up right now. Mm -hmm. And yeah, your life is going to change from now on, and you got to work hard. So things like that. Mm -hmm. That's for graduation. Now, what about money for graduation? Because in the United States, <laughs> a big deal for grandparents or parents to give their kids money is that not done here at graduations mm, not that much actually it's usually something then of course if your grandparents don't know what to get you because you're young and they're not and they have no idea maybe they can ask you and then you know grandparents they always give you some money and you know they pretend you're just saying their bye-byes and they money in your hands or whatever and your parents pretend not to see but uh, I would say that no usually it's not that big of a deal mining wise and and also I have to say that uh, not many of us still have all of their grandparents when we graduate because we usually graduate a little bit later than you do I would say around 26 27. Mm -hmm. even 28. Saying, so when you're talking about graduation, you're not talking about high school. You're talking about college right now, right? College. Yeah. University. When we finish studying forever. Mm -hmm. So yeah. is it, is this, is there not much of a celebration for graduating from high school in Italy? No, because, well, you're just going to call it well, to university after that. It's not a big a milestone in your life. Got it. You usually okay. after high school graduation you usually have a nice holiday with your friends i mean backpack in europe <laughs> but we are already in europe so it's not such a big deal and we usually do what we call interrail you have a special train ticket that it's kind of cheap and allows you to travel all over europe and use the bed wagons so it's kind of nice and people backpack so a special holiday also because for most people it's the first summer when you are over 18 so you're really an adult but that's that's just no no not a big fuss around high school graduation it's more for university graduation okay. 
And then, of course, there is weddings. Mm -hmm. Now, things have changed uh, in the past few years, but it's always been uh, like, even when my parents got married, that we had, they had a um, gift list. So you went into a shop that sold all kind of, you know, pots and small furniture, lamps, things like all the things you need in a house. And you, uh, all your relatives and friends went there and picked, that's pre-internet, right? And picked the object they wanted to give you and just paid. And then they were all delivered home after the wedding or I don't know now oh and that was only for object not bed linen and you know duvet and covers because that was part of the corredo traditionally your uh, grandma and your mom and even you started doing some embroidery to have this nice uh, sets for your bedroom and so on and even nightgowns so that was not in the wedding gift list anyway you knew what to give because there was always a shop where you could go and pick the items from very cheap to very expensive you could just choose and depending on what you wanted so you didn't have to come up with an idea because those were all things that the couple the newlyweds would need in their new home but now, yeah, sort of everyone already moved in together years before getting married. So you have your pens and pots and your coffee machine. So you don't actually need anything of sort. So most, most couples, what they do is still having the gift list registry, but usually in a travel agency, for example, so they can have their honeymoon. And everyone can pitch in. I'll buy you a night here. I'll buy this or that. It just basically gives money. Or, and that's what I did, for example, because, you know, I wanted to do the travel thing. I went to a couple of travel agencies and I was like, okay, I'm getting married next July. Uh, I would like to know about honeymoons. And they were like, Oh, yes, of course, please take a seat, enjoy this glass of champagne and this and that. And, and yeah, it was at least 50,000 euros. And I was like, with that money, I would be on holiday for like 50 years. So that's <laughs> because the word honeymoon, you see, the moment you said honeymoon, they went like, oh, so I decided to just do it myself. I had booked everything online. And so we opened a bank account, especially for that, and said, okay, we are planning our own honeymoon. If you would like to join, do that. Now, what's very interesting is that we all expect a gift for weddings, of course. But when we, in, when we invite you to a wedding, you will receive a wedding invitation. No sign of the gifts registry or anything, because it's kind of rude. So... If you happen to be in Italy and someone invites you to a wedding, at that point, you should reach to a family member, mm -hmm. like the bride or groom-to-be parents or sisters or even friends, and ask to say, so where are they having their gifts registry? And through them, you get to the gift. Oh, I think that's so much lovelier. <laughs> I think that's so elegant. I, the, this idea of like, here are the five places that we want gifts from. They're all right here. And here's our name. And here's how you find it. Like, I don't know. I just find that to be kind of cringy. So 
So I love that. I think that that's so lovely that Italians are still doing it more of the yeah. sort of the, the, the more kind of classy, elegant way. Yeah. And it's also because we all know each other and you're inviting everyone because otherwise, how could I ever do it? If I was invited to a wedding, I don't know, someone I, I, I don't know. I just know the bride or the groom to be. But here it's family, it's all connected, so you can you can ask them. And obviously the, um, the couple gives out confetti, the white wine, with a bomboniera. So usually it's an object. It could be, I don't know, a vase, a frame or something. I gave uh, as a bomboniera, so as a gift for every guest, like, like favors, you know. Uh, an olive tree because oh I had God. my Tuscan wedding. So all our family members were coming from the north, from Milan, Udine, and so on. So we had tiny olive trees that we gave to everyone. Oh, that is the best. <laughs> that is the perfect gift. And then, uh, well, maybe someone has a baby. Most moms now, especially uh, first-time moms, they also have a gift registry in a you know shop for kids so strollers or baby clothes even diapers whatever so they have that but if it's just someone you sort of know you're not invited to the big party or whatever you just want to do something maybe your neighbor you see she's pregnant and she is about to have a baby so you want to do something very traditional gifts are something like handmade cross stitch or embroider like a bib or a, a towel with the name of the baby something handmade that the baby can keep for a long time uh while family members used to give something gold of course like a bracelet or a, a, um, a necklace chain or something mm-hmm. and that's for newborn babies baptismo christening mm-hmm. when you're born and so Then there's a prima comunione, first communion, around nine or 10 years of age. And then there's the cresima. Cresima? No idea? Catholic Church. I think Alessandro just told me about this, and I didn't understand what it really was. Confirmation. 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 Cresima. Confirmation. It's, yeah, Catholic, right. In English, it's confirm or confirmation. Confirmation. I've heard of that. Yes. Confirmation in Catholic Church. So religious uh, event in your life. So you have the christening, you have the first communion, and you have the, uh, we just said it, the confirmation, Mm -hmm. the charisma. Until a few, I would say 15, maybe 20 years ago, it was strictly something uh, gold, mm -hmm, like a chain with a cross or... um, Virgin Mary, something gold and religion related, of course. And then it started becoming something gold, but it could be a watch or things like that. And now it's just, oh, I want a new iPhone. So it's getting less spiritual and less traditional. So kids are starting to ask for more modern things. Uh, so that's why uh, it was funny when you mentioned that earlier uh, at Alessandro told you that you need something gold, you need something of a special color. Well, he's from Naples. Every different city has traditions and so on. And especially in the South, those traditions are still very 
important and heartfelt and probably they're even different from the north so you see the gold thing we also had that uh but maybe there is something really special about it so depending on where your friends are from i mean the parents or uh you said uh, lucrezia was the girl and then simonetta the mother right so depending on where simonetta is from in italy originally you should maybe explain to her what kind of gift you got her because maybe it's traditional from Naples, but she doesn't know. Like it would happen to me too. Obviously, we all wrap our gifts. That's very nice. We like to wrap them and have the nice ribbon on top and maybe write a card. Always take the price out, Prince. Don't forget to cancel the price. That's something. It's really rude to forget the price. Here in Italy. I know it's not such a big deal in other countries, but it is here in Italy. But the most unique thing, something I really, really love, is that we have a special verb for that that you don't in English. And it's the verb regalare. Regalare. Literally means to give as a gift. So you see, you just have the verb to give. Well, you have the verb to gift you with something, but it's not used every day. For us, it's like every single day. Oh, no, no, te lo regalo. I'm going to give it to you as a gift. Te lo regalo. Or, uh, I don't know, mm, next week is my sister's birthday. Mm -hmm. Che cosa le regalo? What can I gift her with? So one verb, very important, regalare. Regalare, so it means to gift. Mm -hmm. To gift something to someone. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, there are just two other holidays that I had a question about, and that would be Mother's and Father's Day. Yeah, they're not such a big deal as they are in uh, other nations, especially Father's Day. Let's be honest, we all forget about Father's Day. Kids in school usually do some art, something shaped like a tie, you know, or, or things like that and bring drawings home and we just say, buona festa del papa. For mothers, usually, especially because it's, you know, easier to present flowers to women and it's actually just something like that, basically flowers when you're grown up. But it's not as big as in other nations. You do need to bring a gift every time you're invited to someone's place, for example, for dinner or lunch. So at that point, you do bring something. And it's usually wine, flowers, or a little plant or something, uh, some chocolates. But usually when you bring uh, something, it should be something that can be kept like not something fresh that you have to eat that night because it's rude because uh your host spend the whole day if not the whole week cooking and preparing dinner for you and with dessert too if you bring a dessert that is already open you know it's fresh you just bought it from the bakery that morning they have to put it on the table because obviously it's fresh, but they have their own dessert and maybe their own dessert doesn't go well with the one you brought, brought and the wine might not be the same for both. So basically stick to something for them that they can enjoy 
the day after or the week after, you know, some, if it's around Pasqua, it could be a Colomba. It's sort of panettone and pandoro, so something they can keep. Okay, so we call that in, in English, we call that a host or a hostess gift. What is the term for bringing something to your host in, in Italy? We don't have a term for that. It's just, oh, domani andiamo a cena a casa di Nathan. Che cosa gli portiamo? What should we bring him? But it's bring. It's not regalare in this case, because it's not an actual gift. It's just something we bring to say thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Vera. That, that's very helpful. I feel like I'm a lot more prepared to attend a, a party of any kind here, thanks to you. So grazie, grazie mille. Grazie a te e ci vediamo la settimana prossima. Ciao, ciao. See you next week. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Oh, thank you so much, Vera, for another wonderful segment and teaching us all about how to properly give gifts in Italy and what is expected, what's appropriate. That's so helpful. I'm going to be using those tips and that advice for the coming years here, and I hope, I'm sure that many of you will be as well. Don't forget, you can hire Vera to be your personal language coach as she has been mine. And I don't know if you've noticed, but my Italian language has improved a little bit over the last few months. And I certainly do attribute that to my lessons with Vera. So you can visit kikelanguage.com or you can visit my website, imovingtoitaly.com. Click on the page that says Learn Italian. You will find the links to Vera's website and be sure to sign up for her webs. Be sure to sign up for her private or group language classes. She's getting busier and busier, and I'm so happy for her about that. But that window is closing for when you'll be able to schedule one-on-one -on -one courses with her. I'm just warning you because she's getting to the point where she's not able to take on everyone. So anyway, if you are a listener of this podcast and you tell her that you heard her on this podcast, she, as of right now, will make room for you. So be sure to check out Vera and sign up for her amazing Italian language classes. All right, well, that brings us to our surrounding sounds for this week's episode. But before I share those with you, I just want to quickly thank our sponsors, Babbel Language and ExpressVPN. Another thing that's been a really wonderful supplement to my Italian language courses with Vera is my wonderful Babbel Language app. They are a wonderful sponsor of this show. I've been using their program for almost a year now, and I've noticed a real difference in my ability to especially read and comprehend Italian. If you are listening to this and you would like to sign up for a lifetime membership with Babbel Language, which includes all of their languages, they have at least 15 different languages, and you'll have access to them for the rest of your life you will get 50% off at least. Sometimes they even offer deals of 60% off. Go to my website, imovingtoitaly.com, click on the links to Babbel Language, and you will be able to sign up for a lifetime membership. You'll never have to pay for a language program again, and you will be able to speak any language you want. So thank you to Babbel Language. Also, thank you to ExpressVPN. 
I'm able to send text messages, make phone calls, watch all my streaming services, and know that I'm protected when I'm using public Wi-Fi thanks to ExpressVPN. It only costs about $9 a month. It literally saves me hundreds and hundreds of dollars every year because I'm able to use a $15 Mint Mobile phone service from the United States. I only pay for five gigabytes of data because I don't use the data because my phone thinks that it's in the United States still. So I'm able to use, because I have a Wi-Fi connection and combined with ExpressVPN's service, I'm able to save so much money on my cellular plan because otherwise I would have to have a cell plan that was you know, international roaming and it would just be a mess. So the amount of money that you save and all the benefits that you receive from having a VPN makes it an essential for moving to Italy. Visit imovingtoitaly.com, click on the links to ExpressVPN, and you get three months for free when you sign up for the links on our site. Thank you to ExpressVPN for being one of our wonderful sponsors. All right, that brings us to our surrounding sounds, and I have two of them to share with you. So because I've had this cold, I had to go to a local pharmacy, like I told you earlier, and get some cough and congestion medicine. Alessandro told me what I should ask for. So I went, I walked in, and because my Italian is getting a little bit better, I feel a little bit more empowered these days and not so stressed out. So I went and I purchased some of this wonderful Italian medication and it has actually been helping a lot. So I have the sound of going into the pharmacy, and I also have the sound of going into a local candy shop. And in this segment with Vera, you just heard her talk about International Women's Day and the little things that you can get that have mimosa flowers. So I just met three of my wonderful American friends, Mindy, Ashley, and Alyssa, and they had dinner up at the castle and i was working i wasn't able to join them but i met them up at the castle and then they came back in my apartment and i'm sure we made plenty of noise that that the neighbors had lots to talk about but we drank some prosecco and had some chocolate and had a wonderful visit and i gave them each one of these little candies and i think they were chocolates truffles or something wrapped in a little box and they had a little mimosa flower on top. So this is also the sound of me walking into that little candy shop and buying these little these little mimosa candy boxes for Women's Day here in Italy. So enjoy these two sounds and I will be back afterwards to say goodbye. Vorrei una scatola di bronchenolo in pastiglie. Pastiglie? Sì, per favore, grazie.
Grazie. Buona serata. I hope you enjoyed those sounds from this week's episode. Thank you so much for coming back and sharing season five with me. This podcast is a labor of love, and I just want you to know how much it means to me, all that you have shared and all of your encouragement. Thank you for allowing me to share some of those wonderful reviews with you. Thank you for sharing this experience and this adventure with me. I can't thank you enough. If you haven't yet left a review on the podcast, and especially if you listen to Apple or Spotify, please just take a few seconds and add five stars to the podcast. It makes such a huge difference. Again, we are a five-star rated podcast, so every time you add another five stars to this podcast, it sort of locks us into that rating. That, that tells other people looking for this podcast that it's worth listening to. So thank you for taking the time to do that. Well, my friend, wherever you are listening to the sound of my voice today, I hope you are healthy and well, and I look forward to being back here with you next week for another episode. So until then, take care. God bless. Ciao, ciao, ciao.